I'm Dave Rubin, enjoying a fine cup of coffee this morning. Uh, this is the Rubin Report direct message on March 2nd, 2022. We are live streaming, of course, on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. If you have not subscribed to our Rumble channel, please go ahead and do that because I'm fighting the system, and the system often bans people they don't like, and uh, we've got to protect our digital assets in these crazy times. Let me have just another sip of coffee before I get to the show today. Mmm, is that a dark roast? Mwah, just delicious. Very exciting. Uh, all right, guys. Um, we're going to talk about uh, Joe Biden today. We're going to talk about the State of the Union. I've calmed down since last night. Uh, as many of you know, I did live stream after the show last night. We only did it for about 20 minutes. It involved tequila and emotion. Uh, it was hard to do it last night. To be quite honest with you, it was actually hard to recap that thing because it was an hour-long show. It was like we're just in the show-must-go-on version of democracy where nothing is real. We all know it's theater. It's lie after lie. It's erasure of truth, the rest of it. And I, I finished up last night, and I was like, man, either I did not drink enough tequila or I drank too much tequila. But, like, what am I supposed to do with this? What are we all supposed to do when we all know it's endless BS, when we all watch something and that whether you like Biden or hate Biden or somewhere or are somewhere in between, that we're all just watching going, ah, can you finish the sentence? And yet nobody even really talks about that. So we're going to do a full recap. And then, of course, we're going to cover the media reaction, which is really more ridiculous than most of the things that Biden said, although he's definitely into this war thing now that we've moved on from COVID. Uh, so to start, I thought this would be good. We uh, found a little compilation of just the general slurs, confusions and mental breakdowns. Take a look. Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. From defending the Russian ruble, invading a foreign country, build a wall high enough to keep out a, 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 a vaccine. <laughs> capacity of our, economy, of our economy to make com computer chips. Nah, all right, it's just a small selection of the slurs and confusions. And you know, I, by the way, I, I say this to you guys all the time. I occasionally have to read off a teleprompter here. I never read my thoughts off a teleprompter, right? I'm just talking to you straight up right now. That's how I do this show. But I do have a teleprompter in front of me that I can look at to give me the rundown of the show. That way I'm not staring down this entire time. And by the way, sometimes reading off a teleprompter can be difficult, but we all know that that's not really what's going on here with Biden. The scandal is the non-scandal. We know he's mentally breaking down. It's like, what do, they, what do they put in the Metamucil before they put him out there? Like he was relative, relatively to how he normally speaks. It was like, that was pretty good. It was pretty good last night, but he did have a couple of those breakdowns. Now, he focused mostly on the uh, upcoming war, or the war that is going on, I should say, between Russia and Ukraine, but clearly the U.S. is involved in one way or another. Uh, and we've moved on from COVID. So I thought instead of uh, talking about COVID today, now that they've just decided to wrap it up, and I was warning you guys, just watch the trick, right? Like, they're going to do it just like that. Just watch the trick, and they'll all forget about COVID because they have to get rid of it to win in the midterms in a couple months. And they basically did it because he did 40 minutes on the war before he said anything about COVID. So I thought 
we will give COVID the respect that Joe Biden gave it. So here's Joe Biden. This is his last public appearance uh, before the State of the Union. So this is the day before the State of the Union. It's about a 30 or 40 second walk that he took after he left the helicopter. Let's throw to it. And I'm just gonna talk through it here uh, because here, this is the day before the State of the Union. And he does have an interesting way of walking, which some people have connected to some mental related stuff. Uh, But putting that aside for a moment, he is wearing a mask outside alone for absolutely no reason. There is 100% certainty that when he got, when he was in the helicopter, he was not wearing a mask. He puts it on for show, walks outside with the mask completely alone. And then if he makes it into the Oval Office or wherever he's going over here, he even followed the path correctly. Uh, Then he obviously takes the mask off when he's around other people. And that's really all I'm going to say about COVID. They've wrapped it up. They've wrapped it up. So the choice is yours now. You can keep wearing masks. You can keep being mean to people. Uh, You can keep injecting yourself. You can keep calling for people to be fired and all that stuff. But they've moved on and you got to give the devil his due. They did it right in front of us. They did the magic trick right in front of us. And here we are. So mostly we will be talking about war today. The new thing on the table and, uh, and the media reaction to war. Uh, Before I get to all that, I want to talk to you guys about Moink. You know, you hear that? That's the tantalizing sound of meat sizzling on the grill. I like knowing exactly where my meat comes from. And with Moink, that place is from small family farms all across the country. You can help save the family farm and get access to the highest quality meat on earth when you join the Moink movement today. Moink delivers fresh, grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb pastured pork and chicken and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Moink farmers farm like our grandparents did, and as a result, Moink Moink meat tastes like it should and is a difference you can taste. Because the family farm does it better, uh, you can feel good knowing you're helping family farms stay financially independent too. You choose the meat delivered in every box, like ribeyes to chicken breasts to pork pork chops to salmon fillets and much more. Plus, you can cancel any time. David and I recently smoked some of their bone-in ribeyes, and they were absolutely delicious. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted. And Ring Doorbell founder Jamie Simonoff jumped at the chance to invest in Moink. Plus, they guarantee you'll say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got Moinked. I know that I do, and you will too. Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Ruben right now. And listeners of this show... Get a free filet mignon for a year. Get free filet mignon for a year. Not just a filet mignon. Free filet mignon all year. That's one of the best uh, filet mignon, mignons you'll ever taste. But for a limited time, spelled moink, M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash Ruben. That's moinkbox.com slash Ruben. And now back to me. Okay, so what I am more interested in talking about than really the substance of what Joe Biden talked about, because it was mostly nonsense. It was mostly nonsense. It was like projecting this American strength and trying to scare Russia while also saying we're not going to war with Russia, but we're going to do all these things that are going to scare Russia. And Russia is a nuclear power, so maybe they'd get nervous and escalate a war. It was mostly about that kind of stuff. Then there was a bunch of lying about the economy. As I said, he just sort of glossed over the COVID thing. We're moving past it. Yippity dippity. Um, but what I'm more interested in is the media reaction, because that is now the lens with which all of us see all of this stuff. That's why you watch this show, so that you can go about your daily life. And if you watch this, you watch for a little bit. Maybe you watch the full show, I hope. 
and then you have a little bit of information and you can take that into your life. You can incorporate it however you see fit. You can have conversations and understand things sensibly. Unfortunately, because we don't have an honest media anymore and the corporate press has just become basically cheerleaders for the Democrats and cheerleaders for war when it's their guy who wants war and everything else. It's like, it's impossible basically for the average person to make sense of any of this. So as I was watching the recaps, it was like, I don't know that I live on the same planet as these people. So here's CNN uh, correspondent Van Jones. And people always describe Van Jones to me when they say, Dave, you're hitting the liberals too hard. You know, Dave, you were a liberal. You're hitting the liberals too hard. There's good liberals out there. There's their Bill Maher. They got that Barry Weiss. And the third one they always tell me is Van Jones. These are the big three libs that are not completely insane, according to most people. Well, here's Van Jones's assessment of that speech last night. And just tell me, like, do I live on the same planet as this person? First, first of all, I thought that was Joe Biden at his best. Uh, Uncle Joe is back. I thought he was he was being uh, the leader. Listen, nobody believes in these American ideals more than Joe Biden. It's show tonight. He, he has spent his entire career standing for American unity at home. He stood for that and for American ideals abroad. And I thought, and listen, I have not seen unity in this country like I saw at the beginning of that speech. And I don't want to step on that. It is very, very important that we underscore to the world that every single person stood with Joe Biden tonight. Every Republican stood on their feet. And, and the Ukrainians are not, but not by themselves. I, listen, I was impressed with the energy. I was impressed with If you didn't believe in democracy before, if you never heard of democracy, and you just looked at the body language of this guy, this guy believed every word he said. And I think I'm, yeah, I'm no, proud tonight we have a leader like him. I'm yeah. Like, I don't know. Am I on a completely different planet as that person? Maybe. Like, or one of us should be institutionalized. And I'm pretty sure it's not me. Like, everything he said there was nonsense. Man, did you watch the speech? Let's just go through some of what you said. Joe Biden was at his best. Well, we already went through the slurs and the confusion and all of that kind of stuff. So at his best, I don't know what you mean by at his best. Everyone knows, like you don't have to be a conservative or Republican or anything to say, he's no longer at his best, obviously, right? Like it's just obvious. Uh, that's number one. Uh, he talks about Uncle Joe. We got Uncle Joe back. Yeah, Uncle Joe who sniffs little girl's hair. Like who, Uncle Joe with the, the kids, the black kids who play with his leg hair, remember that, and corn pop on the other side of the field and he was a bad dude and all that. I don't know who Uncle Joe is, fine. All right, you're trying to be folksy. Um, nobody believes in American ideals more than Joe Biden. It's funny, I didn't hear Joe Biden talking about freedom. I didn't hear him talking about liberty. I didn't hear him talking about states' rights. I didn't hear him talking about the sovereignty of the individual. I didn't hear him talking about any of that stuff. I, talked to, I heard him talking endlessly about giant government programs, were act, which are actually antithetical to what America is really about. It's completely congruent with what they're turning America into. Um, but I just don't even know what that means. Nobody believes in American ideals more than Joe Biden. Nobody? I think there's a lot of people who do. They just don't get airtime on your silly network. Uh, then he talks about unity. There was so much freaking unity. Everybody was standing and clapping. And it's like, no, not true. I saw the same video that you did. And the Republicans did not clap for a lot of this. By the way, the Democrats used to not clap for a lot of Trump stuff. This is partisan politics. It's just what it is. I just don't know what you're talking about. Unity. Unity around a war. I mean, yes, war is good to get everyone crazy, right? The fog of war. We all start getting nuts and people who can't tie their shoes straight and don't have jobs 
suddenly are like, yes, let's bomb Russia. Like there is a way that it kind of gets behind us and it, and it fuels us like rooting for a team. So I guess there's something there. And then the body language thing. I mean, no, Joe Bo Joe's body language is not good. He's, he's stiff. He's obviously full of Botox and fillers and kind of creepy. And the big smile, he, every time he smiles, one eye closes. So it's like, 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 huh, like this. You know, because the Botox, whatever it is, is put, and he's got the big teeth and the teeth are fake and the eye and that. It's like, I don't know what you mean by the body language. Like, I just have no idea what you're talking about. So that's Van Jones. And he, again, he's thought of as a, as a smart, decent, he's a moderate, he's a liberal, he's not a crazy bananas leftist, but he just watched a speech and it has nothing to do with the speech that I saw. Uh, but speaking of people who watch a speech, and don't really see it the way I see it. Uh, there's this crazy alcoholic woman named Nancy Pelosi, and she, uh, she was sitting behind Biden during this thing, and he was talking about soldiers bringing in toxic smoke, and she really got a kick out of it. Faced in Afghanistan, faced many dangers. One being stationed at bases, breathing in toxic smoke from burn pits. <laughs> many of you have been there. I've been in out of what? Can we do it again? Let's do it here. Faced Let's in Afghanistan, faced many dangers. Smoke. One Danger. being stationed at bases, Danger breathing bases. in toxic smoke toxic. from burn pits. <laughs> many of you have been there. I love toxic. What is wrong with these people? There's something wrong with all of them. Don't you see it? Can't you all see? Something is wrong with these robotic, soulless weirdos. What is go? What? Sorry, one more time. Like, what? what is this? Faced in what? Afghanistan, faced many dangers. Many dangers. One Serious being stationed at bases, breathing Serious in amazing. toxic smoke toxic from burn pits. Yes, toxic. Many of you have been there. Toxic yippee. All right. Um, at the end of the speech, uh, Joe said, go get him. That was the big finish of the thing. And it became unclear to people what he meant by that because... Uh, Normally it's, you know, God bless America. Okay, I'm out of here. Go get him. What did he mean by that? Even NBC, the propagandists at NBC, even they were a little confused by what that meant. I also think there was a, a strange moment at the end where he said, go get him. That was audible to the audience. And we're not quite sure what he means. I think he's talking about Vladimir Putin and the bad guys over there, but it was an ad lib that Kind of yeah, normally his clothes are God bless, God bless and that was, soldiers. Yeah. I think he was trying to buck up America and say, we're strong, the State of the Union is strong, get out there and, you know, remember that we are strong as Americans. By the way, his COVID message. Don't worry, guys. He just said some random statement at the end. Uh, but no, this is what he meant, because they, they carry water for him, right? They carry water for the administration. I think he meant Vladimir Putin and the bad guys. Sounds like a band in Brooklyn in 1987, doesn't it? Vlad Putin and the bad guys. Putin and the bad guys. They're a real hipster band. It's like, what did he mean by that? He just blurted out something. Did he mean go get him? Like, go kill Putin? Let's get the nuclear war going? Like, what is he actually talking about? Doesn't matter. Nobody knows. He must mean this because he's obviously not having some sort of mental breakdown. Uh, then, this morning, this one's from this morning, although there was plenty of stuff going on last night, Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, she had a, a, an accidental slip up, maybe even two slip ups here. I believe this is uh, from CNN. Take a look. 
You know, I was at the State Department. The president was the vice president the last time Russia invaded Ukraine. This is a pattern of horror from this president, from President Putin and from the cronies around him. All right. So first off, this is a, a pattern of horror from this president. So she fixed that. OK, we all misspeak sometimes. Fine. But uh, lady, I think you accidentally said the quiet part out loud there. Yeah, there's a pattern here. Putin seems to invade on Biden's watch. He was the VP when Putin did it last time. Now he's the P. He was VP. Now he's P. You see what's going on here? There is a pattern there that Putin does bad things when he thinks that we have incompetent people who don't actually live up to their words and set their red lines and set order in the world. Uh, then he does some bad stuff when we've got those type of people involved. And, and guys, remind me, I can't remember. I'm thinking about this one. I'm trying, it's driving me crazy. There was a guy who was president uh, for four years in between when, uh, when Biden was VP and when he was P. Do, do you have any recollection of who that was? Uh, any of you guys? He was, he was, yes, Orange Man. Remember Orange Man? Scary, racist, white supremacist, Orange Man. For some reason, that pattern that Saki is talking about, the pattern was broken during Orange Man. I don't know. I don't have my abacus here to figure it all out, but something seems weird about that. Uh, there was more from NVC, though. Uh, Stephanie Rule uh, actually acknowledged that uh, Biden's inflation crisis is a problem, although there's a little little trickery that she does right up top, which we'll get to. Take a look. President Biden has a complicated economic story to tell. While he has some very big wins, six and a half million jobs created unemployment now down to 4% and household savings hitting a record high as we come out of the pandemic. Those are very big wins. Unfortunately for this administration, they're discounted because the inflation that we're facing right now is a huge problem for the American people. We see it all over the place and it's not going to get any better anytime soon because of the situation in Ukraine. Now, it's no surprise the GOP's response was hammering inflation over and over. But frankly, they didn't even need to do that. The American people are feeling it every single day. It's what they're talking about at their kitchen tables. And it's what's causing a problem in approval ratings for President Biden. OK, as you know, I try to give the devil his due and uh, they lie. But sometimes they actually say something somewhat true. And uh, she did there. She, the second half of that, she was getting to it. Okay, the guy's got some problems, fair enough. But the top half of that, that's where they confuse things because she's like, it's a win that uh, 6.5 million people are, uh, are unemployed. Was it 6.5 unemployed? 6.5 unemployed, right? Um, and then she does this thing. What was the other part? Oh, that you know, unemployment is down. No, 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 it was 6. Point, sorry. It was 6.5 million new jobs, not 6.5 million people are unemployed. 6.5 million new jobs. Now, of course, she doesn't tell you that it's because they locked everybody down, that the jobs went up this year as things sort of opened up, which is exactly what the next number that she gave was that unemployment is less than it was last year, which is the exact same thing. So even when they're so trying to tell you something true that we all have, no, we all know about this unemployment, uh, this inflation problem, like they still sort of lie in the way that they frame it. Okay, is what it is. Chuck Todd, who uh, is another NBC guy. Uh, he really wanted uh, Joe to talk more about Ukraine. Let me put it this way. In, in some ways, I, for the sake of the Ukrainians, I hope we don't say it didn't. You know, I hope we say, oh, it was about right. But I fear this is going to feel like a speech that didn't age well. 
because of the lack of, I thought he'd spend more time in Ukraine, spend a little more time explaining why it is our fight. As you said, good versus evil, explain what a little bit more and a little bit of the history of the defense of Europe and a little bit of how, why we're in this position, why we have these alliances, what, what it all means. And it just felt like an abrupt end after the 12 minutes of that. And it felt like, boy, we could have had more. There was more to say. I think there was more that the public would have. And then it turned, look, I do think he accomplished two important pieces of politics. Saying the phrases, secure our borders and fund our police. There are a lot of vulnerable Democrats and a lot of uh, House and Senate races that are relieved to hear the leader of the Democratic Party say those two phrases. Okay, first off, more time on Ukraine. The whole beginning, the whole heart of this thing was about Ukraine and basically threatening Russia. Okay, that's what it was. That's not me defending Russia. You can't just attack another sovereign nation. Okay, Russia bad right now. Putin, not the good guy. Uh, But more time. Chuck, do you know that this was the American state of the union? What is the state of our union? What is the situation that we got going right now? And if you ask the average person who's watching inflation grow up, uh, go up, who's watching critical race theory in their kids' schools and the mass and all the stuff, where do you think Ukraine fits into this? That is not to say it is not uh, important to do what we can to help Western democracies. Uh, and we can have all sorts of discussions about that, which we don't do particularly well. But in the state of our union, that thing is not on the top 10 list. And he spent most of the time talking about it. Uh, Then he got to, uh, Chuck said, well, he did do pretty good on uh, funding the police and securing the border. Now, it's funny because uh, there was another guy, and guys, could you help me out again on this one? There was this other guy with the, with the, uh, who wanted to fund the police and, and take care of the borders. Uh, what we'll call it? Uh, orange guy again. Remember that guy? That's what he was always talking about. And of course, people thought he was racist for giving money to the police, making sure we had law and order, and making sure that we had a secure border. Uh, but Biden did call to fund the police. Let's take a look. The answer is not to defund the police. It's to fund the police. Fund them with resources and training. Resources and training they need to protect our communities. I ask Democrats and Republicans alike to pass my budget and keep our neighborhoods safe. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny because I remember that lady behind him, uh, Kamala Harris, talking about defunding the police. I remember that other lady behind him, Nancy Pelosi, talking about defunding. The police, I've been mentioned, I can mention and uh, remember plenty of people that did that and they were all clapping right there. The people that have been calling to defund the police. And you're not gonna believe this. On the internet, there is video and people splice things together using computers to show the hypocrisy. Take a look. So we've been talking about defunding the police. Uh, there's some issues that we ask police to do, like mental health issues or policing in schools and all the rest, that perhaps we can uh, shuffle some of that money around. Suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. Not only do we need to disinvest for in police, 
But we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. So yes, defund your butts, defund you. Yes, I support the reallocation of resources uh, from NYPD. We will be moving funding from the NYPD to youth initiatives and social services. They are talking about reducing the allocation of resources to that department. And I think every single city in this country ought to be thinking about the same thing. Yes, I support the defund movement. I'm for responsible reallocation of resources. And defund the police. I think you do all those other things. You don't need all the money that's going to the police department. So yeah, I mean, the spirit of it, I, I, I do support that. There's no reason the police budget should just keep growing and growing and growing. They can make sensible cuts to police. We propose to redirect over $7 million from the police bureau. That our city, through our city administrative officer, identified $250 million in cuts. Rashida Tlaib tweeting, no more policing, incarceration, and militarization. It can't be reformed. When they're saying defund the police, what are they saying? They're saying we want fundamental, basic change when it comes to policing. Uh, and they're right. All right, the full version of that video is seven minutes. We spliced about two minutes for you. Look, those are all Democrats. Those are all people who have destroyed the cities that they were elected to protect and to lead, whether it's New York, whether it's Minneapolis, whether it's Seattle or Portland or LA or San Francisco, you guys know it, right? So this is what the heart of the Democrats has been doing for two years. They destroyed our cities. They, the, the cities are still destroyed. So now Joe is going, well, well, hot damn, I might lose my majority in the Congress. We got a problem here. There's an election coming and people are realizing that when you defund the police, that you get more crime. And then when you get more crime, you're not gonna believe this. Well, then people decide to leave. And then there's a mass exodus from California where 400,000 people leave California and now live in Texas and in Tennessee and in Florida and a couple other states. So they, they create all the problems and then they pretend it had nothing to do with them. And this is why I've been saying to you for the last week or so, we cannot forget what these people have done, whether it was COVID and masks and mandates and firing people unjustly, uh, whatever, or banning people on social media or lying about defunding the police once they were the ones that did it. They will have everyone in October believing the complete opposite of the truth and you cannot forget it. So. All that being said, is it good now, perhaps, that Joe Biden or whoever writes his speech or whoever is you know, filling him up with the Adderall concoction, is it good that they basically are like, boy, we do realize that this thing is bad and we've destroyed a lot of these cities and we shouldn't be defunding the police anymore and we should fund the police and get Nancy and Kamala to stand for it. I, I suppose that is good, right? Like it, that means that maybe they're gonna reverse some of this stuff. Now, my personal belief also is that the entropy in these cities towards the destruction of these places is still coming. You've, you've taught a generation of young people or brainwashed a generation of young people to believe that police are racist, that the systems are all racist and everything else. So if you start funding the police again, they'll come after those people who are trying to get the revolution going in the first place. I mean, the beauty of the revolution is it always eats its own, right? So it will eat Bernie, it will eat AOC, it will eat Ilhan and Tlaib and the rest of them. And I'll have a nice glass of, uh, what do I have? I think a Chianti would be nice while I watch it happen. Um, but I guess on its face, it is good that they're gonna now reverse that policy. The problem is they're gonna trick people into thinking that it was never their policy in the first place and we cannot forget it. What that might signal a little bit more is that maybe there'll be a little more of a fight between the progressive 
lunatics and the mostly insane moderate Democrats. I mean, they really don't exist anymore, but maybe there's a little tension there. And I do think that that tension would be good, but just don't forget guys. That That's the main point. Don't forget because they get up there. Like how soulless do you have to be to be Kamala Harris standing up and applauding after you were one of the people that was bailing out rioters during the BLM stuff two years ago? Nancy Pelosi, you're talking about defunding the police. You're a, a congresswoman in the San Francisco area. San Francisco is a shit hole. Emphasis on shit because there's literally an app that will tell you where human feces is so that you don't step on it when you're walking. Literally, it is an actual app that you can download. Uh, but these people then get up and applaud uh, for the reversal of the same things that they brought in. It's, uh, it's quite extraordinary. Uh, guys, got one more ad for you and then we're gonna finish up strong here. Uh, did Biden's State of the Union make you nauseous? That's a segue. Uh, if so, you're not alone. One out of three Americans regularly suffer from nausea or anxiety. And if you're one of them, you know how quickly your body can turn from comfortable to crisis mode. And this is why you've got to check out Relief Band. Relief Band is the number one FDA cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to relieve and prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. Relief band is a band you wear on your wrist that stimulates a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea, blocking the signal your brain is sending to your stomach, telling you that you are sick. You simply change the intensity depending on how you're feeling to make it stronger or weaker. The technology was originally developed in hospitals to relieve patients, but now through relief band, it's available to the masses. The product's 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, and provides all-natural, long-lasting relief with zero side effects for as long as needed. Their newest model, Relief Band Sport, is waterproof, has an extended battery life, and can attach to your Apple or Android watch. Relief Band makes a great gift for any time of the year. Right now, they've got an exclusive offer just for the Ruben Report audience. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code Ruben, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no questions asked 30-day money-back guarantee. That's the best offer you're gonna find for Relief Band anywhere, but you have to use my code. So head on over to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com slash Ruben. No, use my promo code Ruben for 20% off plus free shipping. And now back to me. I don't know what's gonna happen if you go to reliefband.com slash Ruben. Maybe it'll work, but use code Ruben. It will definitely work. Uh, anyway, I thought we would end on this. I think I've laid out a case. It's a depressing case. It makes you wonder what the hell's really going on here. But I wanted to end on hope. And the hope is that Joe Biden will not be president forever, right? He's old. The ideas aren't great. Things are cyclical. Good guys come around and win over time. And uh, there's a great woman behind him. Her name's Kamala Harris. Ah, see what I did there? Sorry about that. This is a poor ending. Uh, Kamala, two days ago, right before the State of the Union, uh, here's her on a radio show trying to explain to the masses what's happening in Russia. And tell me, is this the woman who you want one heartbeat away from the presidency or someone who maybe, maybe should be teaching kindergartners, but probably not really? If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. 
Lord help us. Lord help us. One heartbeat away from the presidency. I mean, the woman has no understanding of anything. As I always tell you, she was polling at 0% in her own party when the powers that be told Joe to select her. And she talks and, and conveys information like a complete idiot. Like, a, oh my, Russia's big. Ukraine's small. That's bad. You can't do that. Here's Kamala also two days ago on election outcomes. And what are they juicing her with, with the shakes? Take a look. Because as we all know, elections matter. And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for. <laughs> I went off script a little bit. <laughs> Remember when Harry met Sally, I'll have what she's having. Like, I don't want whatever she's having. Like, what they've, whatever they've got her on, they've got Biden on something, and they've got her on something. And she's constantly doing this, and she's shaking the arms, and they got what they want, and we did the election. And okay, Dick, you yeah. Lordy, lordy, lordy. Um, let's do the locals' comments first, and then we'll jump over to the final video. We got a funny one for you at the end. Uh, Nick over at RubenReport.locals.com says the European media are saying Biden looked weak and incoherent in the State of the Union. Yeah, I saw a couple things out of Australia. I saw some stuff out of the UK. That that was the main take. Actually, the video that we showed you, uh, the compilation of the slurs that we showed you right up top, that was from Sky News Australia. Um, so yes, we don't have an honest news media to assess this stuff, and that is part of the problem. So it wouldn't surprise me if the take that the average person is getting in Europe is vastly different than what the average person is getting here in America. Uh, Rhonda says, I only buy groceries and gas now, no more leisure shopping. Um, that's, I mean, I get it, I get it. That, that's a depressing take on reality. Um, you know, we're, we're well stocked here. I think everyone should be stocking up. I don't think you have to be like a full on prepper, but I think ha being prepared for more problems related to the supply chain and gas lines and whatever else could be coming down the pike if the war was to go hot, whatever it is, like it doesn't feel like things are very stable right now. So I think, you know, look, before COVID, everyone would make fun of preppers, right? And then everyone became preppers during COVID. So that doesn't mean you have to build a bunker underneath your house, but I wouldn't blame you for doing that either. Um, but you should uh, take whatever precautions are necessary, which means probably having some more canned food in your house and everything else, which again, we do here. And it's just, it's just a sad state of reality on that front. Zoe says every current problem in the United States today has been created by Biden. Um, I don't know if every single one has been created by him, but if you, if you look at it broadly, I mean, look, the guy's been in public life, public office for I think now 48 years. When he was vice president for eight years under Barack Obama, why did he not solve any of these things? He talks about whole new, a whole new set of things right now that obviously, why did Barack Obama not solve systemic racism and the rest of it. Actually, one thing I will give Biden credit for, he didn't go bananas on the racism stuff. He didn't call too many people racist last night. So that was, that was pretty nice. Um, but you know, yes, guys like him, I would say, are the ones that have created so many of these problems. These people who get everything wrong. I mean, the, the defund the police thing is the perfect example of that. All of these people up there applauding, oh no, we're gonna fund the police, but you're the ones who created the problem in the first place. But then through the media and the way the machine operates, by the time election time comes around, people don't remember. And they're like, no, it is the Democrats who want to fund the police. I don't know who did, who wanted to defund the police. Who were, what are you, crazy? 
So that's what we're up against. And that's what we got to figure out how to, how to do a better job to communicate that, no, these are the people who did all of that nonsense. And finally, we are going to do a cold close to the show today. Uh, we played this one last night, but this is, I mean, this is legitimately like, it's hilarious. It's perfect. It's the right way to end a show. Action News 4 in Pittsburgh yesterday had a little problem with their Chiron. Take a look. It's not clear what may have been taken, and no arrests have been made. A 71-year-old man is accused of inappropriately touching a 12-year-old girl at the Walmart in West Mifflin Sunday afternoon. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.